Welcome to In Our Words, Black Entrepreneurs Speak Wisconsin. The mission of this podcast is to provide a more holistic understanding of the African-American entrepreneur in the state of Wisconsin. Specifically, we seek to gain in-depth understanding regarding challenges faced and overcome by black business owners, while also providing success stories and strategies implemented along the way that has helped grow their business startup and growth resources. All right, all right, all right. We back for another one. Happy Black History Month, y'all. Yeah, Man, yeah. Happy, Black, Happy History Black History Month. Month. Man, it's a pleasure to be on this space at a month like this, right? Yes. It feels good, man. It's uh, Before we begin, it's important that we give space for the trailblazers who have paved the way for us to be entrepreneurs and, and business owners and a room full of successful black men, right? Man, the vibe is different. Man, when, when these conversations are needed and, you know, we got some goats in the room here for y'all today. You know what? We got we got some goats. We, yeah, man. Those, the, you know, I like the humbleness, but we got some goats in the room, right? Um, you know, so, uh, some goats around business growth and sustainability. Some people who understand how that works and what is needed to get you there. So tap in for show, for show. We got Chris Kimbrough, Big Wall Street. How we doing, yes, brother? Yes, I'm doing great, man. Enjoying it. Appreciate you coming, you know, having me down here, man. I I salute you for it. Looking forward to what today holds. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. We got Walter Matthews. How we doing today, brother? Man, brother, I'm doing wonderful. Again, like Chris, I appreciate, you know, being able to actually share some knowledge and wisdom with you guys today. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we just going to jump right in. We're going to jump right in. I'm going to start with you, Chris. Who is Chris Kimbrough? Uh, Chris Kimbrough first as a husband. He's a man that uh, loves his family. He's a family man. I have five kids and a nephew that I consider, we call him my, my nep son. Uh, we kind of been around him since he was a baby, but I mean, I just love my family community, man. I love businesses. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. I call myself a serial entrepreneur because it's, it's to the point where if I stop, I get depressed. So I got to keep going. So I, I just like to move, keep it moving, man. Encourage people as I go. That's what it's all about. You know, I, I feel like a lot of times we focus on the wrong thing, but I like to focus on a legacy, and that's what I'm looking forward to, creating my own legacy, creating that path for me and my, my, my family to, you know, that's coming behind me. My great-great-great-grandkids are going to know about Big Wall Street, you hear me? That's what I look forward to. Yeah, yeah, and I heard you say something that I love picking out, man. You said, don't stop, keep going. Keep going don't stop, keep going, for sure. Yeah, and that leads to my next question is um, really just since you started, you know, what got you here? What what where did it all begin? When I moved here from uh down south, I moved from Arkansas to Wisconsin to really get into the business field, you know, just entrepreneur type. And uh I got here and started, you know, intermining with the with the with the community here and got to know everybody, man, and, and got going and got them them clippers got hot. You know, I put them to work. And then once I opened my own business in 2016, it was just like things just took off. And I always say it, it become like real competitive within myself. You know, I'm my own biggest competitor because I got to keep going, got to keep going. And the biggest thing that I've learned that in this field of, of being your own, you know, your own boss, as we like to always say, but we have to understand that there's a lot to come along with that. You know, a lot of times people see the shine. But they don't see that grind that come along with it. But 2 a.m., 3 a.m. in the morning type stuff, you can't sleep because you're thinking about what's next, you know. And I, I keep moving like that. I keep moving like that. I have to. You know, it's just mandatory. I got kids to, to feed. So, you know, it's just one of them things that you got to keep going. And I, I stay focused, keep pressing. And the biggest thing that I've learned about it is believe in myself. That's the biggest thing, man. Believe in yourself and know that it is possible. 
Because sometimes we we say that we say we know it's possible, but then we really don't believe it. Because when they come, we like, ah, uh, it's too good to be true. Like, who told you it was too good to be true? Where you get that from? Who taught you that? Then you pray for it. Then you ask for it. So why you think it's too good to be true? We're our own biggest enemy, man. When you really break it down and think about it, we're our own biggest enemy. We ask for stuff, and then when it happened, we question it. Make it make sense. That's real. <laughs> yeah. That's real. So I'm going to transition over here to you. Who is Walter Matthews? Man. Uh, first of all, a father. You know, son, uncle, brother. I mean, I'm all of those. I'm a visionary. And, you know, what I believe is that if I envision it, then it's already in existence. I just got to build it. Okay. Like, I got to just build it, you know. And so legacy, like Chris said, is the biggest thing for me, you know. And it's not for me to actually tell you what my legacy is. It's meant for me to actually make such an impact on people around me that they speak my legacy to you whenever I'm gone. Okay. So it's like, and that's, that's where I operate from. And so, therefore, that keeps me humble and makes me noble. It just, you know, people always ask me the question, do you want wealth or fame? Give me wealth because fame. It'll come with it, with man. believe it or not. <laughs> it's like, right? It'll come with it. So, it's like my, my whole objective in life is to make everyone else around me better mm-hmm. because that makes me better. So, that's what Walter is. Definitely. And I appreciate that, man, because that's, that's real, you know. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of times people get it confused between rich and wealth. And I, I, that's what I'm hearing you saying right now. But if you can just dive deeper a little bit more into uh, where it all, where did it all start for you, you know, from the beginning when you, before you are who you are today, where, where did that start? Came up in a family where it wasn't a wealthy family, poor. You know, my pops is actually from Arkansas, you know, Camden, you know, uh, (laughs) my my mom's from Mississippi, you know, um, grew up watching her. My mom had four degrees, you know, but she took care of my grandparents the last 28 years of her life, you know, and left corporate America, raised six kids. Yeah, I'm the second oldest, oldest boy out of six. Seeing her go without to make sure we had. And one of the things that I always said was that I would never allow myself to be in the position. And it was such a real feeling I had. Moms and I had that conversation, you know, whenever she was alive. My mother passed four years ago. So, you know, when she was alive, we had a conversation. She said, what is something I could have done better? I said, nothing, because what I saw you go through makes me better. And so therefore, you know, my, my focus of seeing, seeing her struggle made me want to actually commit to having more, be better, but not just me, you know, because again, legacy, generational legacy, generational betterment does not stop just with me and my bloodline. It's for anybody else that I care about. It's about my community. Okay. It's about the next human being, no matter the color or anything. So, I mean, I believe that to my core. Yeah, for sure. And and Chris, we just had a little conversation before he even stepped in. I'm tripping because I'm sitting there listening like, we got a lot in common. For real, for you know, real. It's, it's more than just business, you know. That's a mentality that it's a lot mindset. of, man, that a lot it's of people, facts, that a lot of people don't have. So it's a question for both of y'all. And feel free to kind of look at each other and see who wants to go first here. But, you know, since y'all have just, you know, have started, what what's changed for you mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually? You know, how do you how do you balance everything that you're doing right now in life? How do you do that? So I've been I've been an entrepreneur for about 23 years, okay? And, you know, starting off, Chris pointed this out earlier, it's like 
people don't understand. They see the shine, but they don't understand the grind. They don't understand the loss either. There's a lot of loss that comes in that, right? So starting off as an entrepreneur, you know, I was 19. I felt like the biggest thing for me was the money, right? Mm. If I get the money, then I'm going to have everything else. My late godfather told me one time that, you know, you have two accounts in life. You have accounts of emotion and accounts of time, okay? You can rebuild and replenish your emotion. Mm. If, you, if you're feeling bad, you can make yourself feel happy, mm. happy. But you can't get back that time. That account will always withdraw. Mm-hmm. You'll never be able to deposit into it. And with what you do with your time will equate to how valuable the money you make is, right? So it's not even about how much money you make. You know, I think Bill Gates said it once. He said, after a while, after so many million, a cheeseburger is still a cheeseburger. <laughs> you know? At the end of the day. At the end of the day, right? <laughs> so it's like balancing, understanding that time was most important, right? Me and my health was important. Family is important. Because if I'm not healthy, because I don't value my time, my family isn't going to actually be able to benefit from what I can actually leave them, teach them, you know, or share with them. And so understanding that I have 24 hours in a day, how do I want to chop it up? They say you need eight to sleep. For about 17 years, I've been operating off of six. <laughs> okay, at best. Okay, six. Um, but I'm a creative and a creator. So therefore, again, Chris pointed out, most people are sleeping at night. I'm up thinking, you know, I'm up processing. I'm doing, I'm developing, you know, you know, Hey, I may not, you know, go to bed at 10, 11, 12. I may be up to three in the morning, back up at the grind at six o'clock just because that's just how I move. I'm not tired. I don't, I don't lose any creativity behind it. It's just, I'm a, I'm a species of a different kind. Everybody's not meant to be an entrepreneur, you know, right, and you can't right. teach it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's either you. It's, like say, it's in your blood. It's, it's in your blood, blood, you know? Yeah. I mean, you're either born to do it or you're not, you know, and only God can tell you whether that's the case because you know it because you just do it, you know? Yeah. So let's transition to ask you the same question, brother. You know, uh, what's changed for you mentally, physically, spiritually? And how do you balance, you know, being a, a business owner of multiple different entities? How do you how do you do that? Man, you know, like this brother here say, I, it's crazy because I sit here and think, listen to him because we got so much in common. And we're from different areas. It's my first time meeting this king right here, man. But the crazy part about it, I, I think about my goddad <laughs> that when I was younger, he always told me, he was like, you know, Chris, whatever you do. He was laying on his in the hospital bed, man. He said, whatever you do, stick to barbering. He said, barbering is going to be your, your your path to greatness. And I looked at him like, you know, I'm from down south. They weren't paying that much for no haircut, you know. But he always said, stick to barbering, man. Stick to barbering. And he, he said, you're going to make so much money in barbering that you're going to have to hire somebody to hold it. I looked at that man like he was crazy. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you folks barely want to pay $10. How am I make that much money, you know? But now that I'm in a position that I'm in, I totally understand what he's saying. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, and I begin to think about it. And you ask what changed. Personally, what changed for me, man, was just the will to understand that, know that I could do it. I could do it. When you take on a positive mindset, man, with everything, you almost get the feeling like anything's possible. You get what I'm saying? Like, when you know that you have the power to manifest anything that you say and do, man, that, that's, that's deep. You're unstoppable. You know what I'm saying? You, you're unstoppable. I'm literally a walking gold mine. You get what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a walking gold mine. And when you take on that mentality, man, oh, man. And people don't like that. No. They don't like that, that you think good of yourself. Because then you become cocky. Ooh, it's not cockiness, though, man. I'm telling you, we dropping gems today, baby. 
We dropping gems today. I'm telling you. You know, I was told one time when people speak ill of what your presence is and what you're doing in life, it's because it's a, it's an insecurity within themselves that they yeah. weren't able to reach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So whenever most people are threatened by what you're able to do, because you're showing they, them, they you're sell. showing them, right? You're showing them, they sell. And so, like, can't isn't a word that's in the vocabulary of even myself or my children, for mm-hmm. that matter. You know, I have I have three kids. My eldest daughter. Um, I remember she sat there, she she speaks French. And she's like, Dad, I don't know if I'll be able to learn this language. This is elementary school. So not only will you learn it, you're going to become fluent in it. And then when you go to middle school, which she, where she's at now, you'll pick up the other language that your, uh, languages that your friends around you are speaking. Mm-hmm. She got friends that speak German, speak Spanish, speak Italian. She's picking them all up right now, right? And yet she only speaks French to Dad. Because <laughs> Dad's the only one that speaks French back okay, and forth with her. Okay. So it's like, don't say you can't. You know, and no matter who it is, my, my, my dad and my mom told me at one point in life, I was 16, if I'm not mistaken. They said, we raised you and taught you the best that we could based off of what we knew how to do. That's right. It's time for you to start unscrewing yourself. Mm. We give you permission. Right. <laughs> like, Boy, that's you don't power. understand this. You know, <laughs> we were in the same position. I'm literally at a point in my life where it's crazy you say this, man, because I sit here and I think about this now. And I look at what me and my wife always talk about, how we were raised in the South with the different upbringings. And, you know, we come from a Pentecostal background and things of that nature, you know, to each his own. But when I got old enough and understood the way things work, man, it was like, wow, like, I can do this. Why, don't, why, don't, why am I waiting on somebody else to give me what I need? Or why am I waiting on somebody else to tell me it's my time? My time is now. Who am I waiting on to tell me to go? You don't need permission. It's already given to you. Everything that you need is already given to you by God. You waiting on him to bless you when he's already blessed you. So we tend to think that we can't do this or we get to the point where, well, we know God to see me. You think he got to set you up to bless you? That's the almighty. And when you're sitting up there and you're waiting for something to happen, you're stuck in the systemic position, right? Like you're still thinking of, oh, I need to see it materialize before it can actually be. No, If you envision it, it's there. One thing I I look at Steve Harvey said before, he said a lot of times we want cars and our garage is still full of junk. Tell me about it. Where we going to put the car at? (laughs) Are we we really preparing for greatness? Are we really? Because what happens if you clean the garage out? Now it makes you go get that car. You ain't going to procrastinate no more now because you got somewhere to put it. But as long as it's still junk around you, and we 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 can make it even deeper and personalize it. If you got junk around you, such as friends, family members, people that's in your circle that don't 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 mean no good for you. Right. If you got people around you that's draining you and ain't able to recharge you, you're gonna lose. It's lonely reaching for success. You get me? They always talk about it's lonely at the top. Getting there Man. is lonely because you gotta. It's hurtful. You gotta share it. Man, people. you gotta share it because people yeah. will hold you down. They will hold you down and tell you, "No, nah, don't do that. That's unreachable." Yeah. To who? Definitely, definitely. Let's, you know, and this is, this is, it's, it's crazy because, you know, that's what I'm saying. Y'all going in so hard that y'all answering questions before I even ask them. And that's, and that's always a good thing. I told you, we dropping gems. Man, we dropping gems today. Y'all, man, it's a privilege to hear today. And what I'm hearing right now is, um, the importance of the social circle, you know, of who you keep around you and everybody, especially entrepreneurs, that's something important to, 
to have as a as a mentality of yours because you can't have everybody around you. You know, if they not on the same thing as you and trying to better you of within your growth, why you know why are they around you? So it kind of it kind of leads me to my next question. You know, because I'm here y'all talking about that a lot, but you know, it's important to you know to weave out the bad apples is what you want to call it. But at the same time, within entrepreneurship, it's also important to gain new good apples you know and to have good people around you and you're not it's not necessarily going to be the people you grow up with it's going to be the people later in life right mm -hmm. so later in life you know or now how do you strategically network and what does that look like for you within your business what is how do you network and how does that network and help you how help your business grow see one thing that we got to understand is we got to learn to normalize saying if somebody is better at something than we are mm. yes because you we can't just, be good at everything. You, hey, somebody got to be better at something. Right. Now, the question is, the question comes with, are you going to learn from that? So that's how you get the people. You strategically put the people in your circle. Because if somebody is better at me at ball fade, why am I hating on this brother? I need to learn from him. If somebody's better on me at opening up businesses, I need to learn from this brother. I need him in my circle. You see what I'm saying? But if I can, but if every time I tell you, hey, I'm winning, and you say be humble, that's a problem to me. Why does me winning affect you so much? You know, I tell people, you hear the saying, show me your, your network and I'll show you your net worth. Or show me your friends, I'll mm. show you, you know, mm -hmm. your value and things of that nature, right? I always say, understand your self-worth and build your network. Because if you know the power of you, if mm -hmm. you know how much you're mm -hmm. valued, then you're going to selectively, even when it's painful, I've cut family off. I've cut off friends. I mean, people I've known 15, 20 years that I thought was like, hey, I thought y'all was cool, you know, but then you see they're, they're for you in front of you, mm -hmm. but they're not for you. Right. And yeah. And you it's know. like, don't, don't, you know, don't have people around you and what you're a uh, benefit for because it benefits them. You know, it, it doesn't. There's no reciprocity there. Like, I, I believe so much in reciprocity. I have a tattoo on my right side, you know, la reciprocity, which in Italian is reciprocity. Mm -hmm. And it's like I live by it to my core. So what you give me, I'm going to give you back in return, you know, and vice versa is what I expect. And so therefore, if there's no reciprocity from your network, from your circle, you know, in which you're growing, you need to question who you have around you. You need to question, you know, what benefit they are to you or are you only a benefit to them? You know, family, friends, associates, business people, whatever. Right. You need to really question that. And I, I firmly believe that, you know, again, as Chris stated, we have to we do have to actually sit here and go, OK, hey, if I'm not good, I'm horrible at social media. Reach out to my guy that's good at it, right? He loves doing it. Bro, I need you to do this for me. What's going to cost me? Yeah. It's not what you, you know, I need you to do this for me. Do me a favor. You know, do me a solid. What's, what is it going to cost me? Right. Network. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's one of those things that we have to be willing to drop the ego. Ego is a poison. Man. Listen, <laughs> it's listen, a poison. Listen, I'm man. telling you. Listen, I tell you all the time. You know, a lot of time, and, and let's even get deeper in this thing. Let's talk about black men in general. Okay, now, now let's go. Let's let's dive in this thing a little bit. Now, I'm, I'm gonna keep it. I'm hey, I'm gonna keep it a buck right quick. All right, check this out. Now, you talking about the importance of our circle, right? We're talking about the importance of who to have in our circle, who not to have in our circle. The most important human being on this earth right now for me is my wife, 
And I'm going to tell you what, having a right woman in your life is equivalent to putting your own money. You get me? Go ahead. Speak Because it. if you got the right woman in your life, she ain't going to make you waste no money. She's going to help you build that money. You know, she's going to put money in your pocket. She not buying frivolous things. She understand what she need to go get a sale. She understand what she need to go, you know what I mean, spend a little bit extra. She understand that. But we so quick to want, we don't want to give these queens they prop, bro, but they smarter than us any day of the week. I always tell you all the time, when it come to this empire right now that we have, man, between my wife, she the brains, I'm the muscle. You'd be surprised the ideas I get from her. I just go out and I can, I'm that dude with it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to go out here and get it. She quiet with him. Like, they, we need to do this. Okay. <clears throat> I got it. Let's go. You know what I mean? And I, I go with that, man. And so that's why I say it's very important to have the right person in your life. You round nine dummies, you're guaranteed to be the 10th one. You round nine millionaires, you're guaranteed to be the 10th one because you're going to pull from them. If you don't, they're going to kick you out the circle. Yeah, well, you uh, get away from us. You know what I mean? But if you bring something to the table, you want to learn, you want to jam, they gonna, you're going to rock together. You gonna, I remember being in a room one day. I got invited to a meeting, man. Uh, these uh, at Title Town. And I'm sitting in the room, man, with these investors from all over, man. I'm talking about these millionaires, billionaires. I'm sitting in the room and I'm like, whew, boy, they, they paid. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm doing good, but I'm looking at them like, and I, and, and, and first I was like, why are you here? Like, you, you feel out of place. That's what the inner person was saying to me. Then it hit me. <laughs> you right where you need to be at. You know what I mean? We normalize that. We don't want to normalize nobody saying somebody's better than us than us or somebody even getting paid more than us. Don't hate on it. Find out how you're getting paid to see can you get a part of that. That's business. That's one of the biggest things for me. You know, a rule that I live by within myself is I never want to be the smartest one in the room. Man. And, and I'm, I'm walking around with a lot of knowledge, but I never want to be the smartest one in the room because then why am I in the room? Who am I going to learn from? Who's going to make me better, help me become more, right? And, you know, however, I want to be in the room with smart folks, with wealthy people. You know, one of the things that I do uh, on a regular, I'm a cigar smoker. I go to a lot of these cigar spots and, and I know the right ones to go to because I want to be there with folks that's talking about NFTs and stock trades and, hey, I just bought this, you know, piece of art that was, you know, 200000 Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. You know, why? You know, <laughs> I don't want to know how you did. I want to know why you bought why? it. Why, right, right. Where's the value at? Because I'm learning, Right. It's just knowing that you deserve to be in any room that you choose to step into and being aware of how to move within that room is he's very speaking, important. He's speaking. I hope okay. Like you have to you, you really do. You have to know how to move in these rooms. You know, I mean, I've sat down, you know, with homeless folks. I mean, I'm, I'm all about community and giving back. I've sat down with homeless folks and asked their story. What's your story? Because it's value. Right. It's value in hearing a person that doesn't have story as much as it's value in hearing a person that has everything story, right? And at some point in time, there should be some dynamic between the have not and the have that you pick up that helps you understand how the have became the have whenever he had not. People don't look for that. <laughs> okay. I just went over a lot of people here, man. Yeah. So when, who, I want to I want to make sure a lot of the visit, a lot of the viewers and a lot of people yeah, in the audience yeah, right now, yeah. when y'all hear that quote, man, slow it down, slow, slow it down, down. <laughs> rewind it again a couple Some times, value. actually, and really listen to what this man Bro. just said. I really think that's important. It's, it's normalizing conversations with anyone to understand what mm-hmm. it takes to yeah. become someone. Right. Because we see wealthy people. We, oh, 
that must be he must be important mm. you know i've literally known someone personally in my life who's actually uh closely affiliated with me wealthy person you look at this cat you know you'll just be like Dude, why is he dressed like that or why is he eating that you know it's because I don't have to wear my wealth. Mm-hmm. And that's what I always hear him say, right? Mm-hmm. And I've adapted that as well. There's one thing for me. I look nice because I believe that distinguished men should dress a certain way. Mm-hmm. Just me in general with what I do and how I was raised. It was part of my molding, right? However, if I make a million tomorrow, you don't have to know. I don't have to go out and actually too? buy everything. Exactly. Who are we proving that to? And more than likely, I'm going to buy a liability instead of an asset. And most people don't know the difference between the two. <laughs> you know? I mean, let's just keep it real. Flew over their head. <laughs> what a sound that the airplane flew over their head. They ain't going to hear it. Yeah, so, I mean, from what I'm hearing a lot of times, man, there's a lot of important knowledge to get out there, right? So I'm hearing and I'm in front of two you know, in y'all own ways and within y'all own business, two successful black men, you know? Yeah. And what is that? What is, you know, I just said that, man. How, what, what does that feel like to, to own and operate a business in your respected communities and being black men when like, that's not what you grew up seeing? You know, we don't grow up seeing a lot of times, you know, people in, in higher positions and leadership roles. And like a lot of these kids are out here just learning as they go, you know? So like to be, you know, who you are within all the challenges you may have faced in your life, what does it feel? feel like right now to be in a position you are and to own and operate a business in your community? I mean, Chris, it may be a little different for you than it is for me because we have two different dynamics, but I'd like to, yeah, I'll shoot my, that my, to you first. I guess my my thoughts is, man, I do it for that reason because I want to give them something to see that I didn't get a chance to see growing up. You know what I'm saying? When are we going to break this generational curse that we've been living in that we think that we're not supposed to have not? When are we going to break that? When are we going to break that where we think that it's okay to have the lesser of everything? When are we going to break that? So that's why I do this. I love being the fact of hearing a young man. I had a young man tell me the other day, man, and, uh, you know, he, he was telling me he was kind of thinking I'm going on some other things. He's like, man, I just, I've been watching you, man. He said, I don't say too much to you. He said, because I know you'd be busy. He said, but I've been watching you, man. Like, I really was getting ready to go to truck driving school. He was like, I was going to go to truck driving school just to, you know, Try to do something new, man. He said, but man, the way you operate, I'm, I'm, I just signed up for barber school. And that meant everything to me. Because I know how much barbering changed my life, man. Honestly, barbering got me living like I hit the lottery. This is new to me. I didn't have this. Man, I come from the mud, man. You know what I'm saying? Two pair of pants to my name when I was a shorty. You get what I'm saying? Like, I come from straight up. I mean, if I tell my story, man, like I, I'm working on a book. But, bro, if I tell my story, people be like, this is not the same dude that we see today. Man, I come from a, I'm talking about shack. When I say the old shack where you can look up and see the see the sky and the ceiling, I come from that. You hear me? My mama tried. She did everything she could to get us to where we at, man. You know what I mean? And and she apologized to me. And I, that's why I say shout out to Ray John for putting us together because there's so much us intertwined with this, man. Like, for real, because... My mom, same thing, man, apologized to me, man. She she passed. It's been a year in January. And uh she she passed and when I was a short, I remember her, we moved down south and from Chicago and she mentioned she was like, she apologized. I'm like, Well, you know, why are you apologizing, mom? She was like, you know, I know we're struggling and, and this and that and this and that. But I needed to go through that to be to where I am today. Now, the biggest picture in that is, I understood that I was gonna come out of that. Some of us get stuck in that realm. So why do people get stuck? Because they get lazy. They don't want to do the work. Looking for somebody else to do the work for them. 
that's why we don't have as many successful black entrepreneurs today. Because they're looking for somebody to do the work for them. It's grind. I enjoy it better by me doing it. I didn't get a loan from, I don't know what it feels like to get a business loan from a bank. I don't know what it feels like. I've never got a business loan from a bank. I know how to now, but I didn't even have that knowledge back then. You know? So I, I, I appreciate everything that I, I've, you know, accumulated, me and my wife. And I, always, I give big props to my wife, you know, Nikki. I always call her Miss, you know, that, that's Miss, Miss Wall Street right there. Because, I mean, she keep me on my toes. She pushed me to be a better person. And that's very important. When you build an empire, man, I mean, I can't stress it enough. You got to have the right woman on your team. It's solid. You know what I mean? He's speaking, he, I mean, he's speaking you, some truth there. Yeah. You got to have the right, you know, your right significant other. And, and I say that in the day we live in today. You got to have the right significant other on your team. You get what I'm saying? Because if you don't, man, that person can run you in the ground. If you ain't got the right person on your team, man, you can run in the ground. That's why a lot of us don't ever make it. Because we don't understand that it takes some investment. It takes some, you know, it takes money to make money. We don't want to spend it, man. We like the whole, like, we want to go buy the Gucci belt. We want to go buy the, you know what I mean, the, the, the Alexander McQueens. And don't get me wrong, I like all designer stuff too. I have a good time with all of it. But you better believe I got money other places too that's going to bring back some residual income. You got to enjoy life. If you ain't enjoying life, you're just wasting it. You ain't getting no more of these. Once you, as the old folks said, when you're dead, you're gone. You know what I mean? My granddad used to say all the time. When you're dead, you're done. So you got to enjoy life, but make sure while you're enjoying life that you're handling the business so then when you're gone, that life can transpire to your kids and your grandkids and your grandkids' kids. And Man, it's a continuing thing. And you understanding. Yeah, understanding it. Like you said, you yeah. can't be selfish, can't be which selfish. is key, right? Yeah. Understanding what that looks like, understanding what setting that up is, you know, for your family. You know, I worked in desk care for a number of years. I'm telling you, it's the, that's probably the most humbling job. Whenever I worked a nine to five that I ever had, selling cemetery property to people and helping oh, wow. them plan before they die, right? Wow. You do that over years and you understand two things. Cultural differences for those who understand the importance of doing it and the lack of understanding and education for more so our people, right? So I don't know about y'all, but I grew up, my grandparents, my mom and them had term life insurance policies. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool, term life. It seemed like a great thing as a kid when you don't know what, what, what it means. And then working in death care, and I worked for a large insurance firm uh, that's locally based here for a while, you learn the difference between term life, whole life, and how to convert the two and how one is meant to literally set your family up for generational wealth. You know, whenever you die, if you handle it the right way, okay? Term life ain't it. I'll just put it that way, okay? I mean, so working in death care, working in insurance, seeing and having these conversations with people helped you understand, helped me understand the importance of being selfless instead of selfish, right? Because if I don't prepare, which means I got to give up something now to prepare for later for them, you know? then they're not going to be okay when it comes to family. When it comes to entrepreneurs and other individuals and like where I am with how I got here, you know, it's like at the end of the day, I look at so many people that I encounter. You know, I was at a, at a location a couple of weeks ago and this gentleman, he was valet. He saw me walk in. He said, hey, he said, well, can I, can I pick your brain for a second? Sure, what's up? I want to become an entrepreneur and I'm trying to figure out what I really love doing because once I graduate college, I know I don't want to work in corporate America. Can you help me get there? Do you mind being my mentor? Gave him my contact information. You know, this kid's 19 years old, you know. 
And I said, anytime you see me walk in and out, because I frequent this location, you have a question, you have 10 questions. Stop me. Be more than happy. Salute to, to your brother you. for even having the, the knowledge to want to ask for and a tax. Because so many people yeah. are intimidated by it, right? Yeah. And so every day he's seen me, hey, I got another question for you. And it could be something as simple as, you know, how do I actually set up or get an EIN, right? Um, which a lot of people don't know how to do, you know, to something like, so how do you set up a company where I can protect this and this, this, and the other? And I'll break down the knowledge to them, like, but don't worry about getting, like, doing that yet. When you get there, let's have a conversation, you know? And, you know, the importance of attorneys, accountants, and all types of things. And so when we talked about our businesses, like you, you have you have an actual brick and mortar and mm-hmm. and such that you you operate out of. I offer a service, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a difference because the consulting I do, I work with startups, people who are developing businesses, and I work with businesses that are established. You know, I think my largest client uh, grosses about fifty million a year, right? Mm-hmm. And Ooh. not here in the U.S., which is even a greater right, feat for right, me because right. my whole thing was I want to be working overseas. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be networking overseas. And so when you're a black man that offers the same quality that large firms offer, but you tailor it to the client because you go in and you work hands on with this client, you know, it's a threat to some, but it's also like this miraculous thing to others, right? Because it's like, oh, you're a black man. How do you know this? You know, I had someone ask me last week, so do you have a network of people you work with? I said, I have a team. You have a team? I said, I don't appreciate your microaggression, but yes, I do. You know? <laughs> and so, and it was like, whoa, microaggression. Okay. You know, I'm like, yeah, I have a team, you know? And a team doesn't mean I'm in the same building and we're going from each other's office to office. I have an international team I work with, you know, and do we get things done? And so I can offer the same quality of service, but I also offer innovative services, which is what my goal is to do with helping uh, entrepreneurs with uh, whether they're starting up a business or whether they have an existing business and small business owners. Right. Um, and it's to help them think outside of the box. How innovative are you? You know, something I've been teaching the last two years to folks is what is your AQ? What is your adaptability quotient? How prepared are you for the unknown? Because if you prepare for the unknown, now you're truly unstoppable because when the unknown happens, you can pivot without question, without thought, you know, and you have these large firms, this pandemic happened and they're like, oh, we got to figure out how to help these clients of ours. So why? You should have been thinking about that after 9-11. Let's let's go back to other major events we've had where you should have had that on your books already. So a lot of times I feel like an anomaly, you know, um, amongst a, a major industry. And yeah, I, I've been told I'm the best kept secret of walking around here when it comes down to consulting. Yeah, that was, man, in the room right now, we getting a whole lot of authenticity, Listen, man. man. I told you Jim was going to be man, dropped look, today, This man. is real and this is authentic. You, this man. is In Our Words podcast, man. You I had to say me. that mid-show. So um, definitely, man, I'm going to go back kind of to the story you were just, you know, explaining with uh, the young brother while you was going in inside the, the place or the establishment you were, you know, you had mentioned, you had said a comment within that. He said, shout out him for even doing that, you know, for taking that step because a lot of people shy away from doing that, you know? So like, I, you know, I always hear that, you know, sometimes it may be a dumb question, but you're going to be dumb for the time being. The, the person who asked the question is dumb for just that, that little time that he asked the dumb question. But if you never ask, 
ask, uh, if you never ask that question, you done forever because right. you never got the clarity, right? So you never got the clarity. So, um, like I said, it's a bunch of authenticity going over here within these conversations. So that leads to my next question. How important is it for you to, to, to be authentic in spaces that you enter? How important is it for you to be you in, in whatever space you are in? You know, because authenticity is sometimes overlooked. And some people want to go in trying to be the person that the other people want them to be thinking you fitting in. But are you really helping yourself? You know, the, the authenticity, it's probably the most valuable piece of business. You have to be you. You have to be true, you know, in order to give any value of any sort to anyone else, even yourself. Right. Because if you're not going to be authentic, then the first lie that you're telling is to yourself while you're representing a lot of everybody else, right? So authenticity is big. I was a partner in a coffee shop that was in Milwaukee years ago, and folks didn't know about this place. I came on board as a partner, you know, a year and a half after they had opened and basically switched the whole dynamic. I became the operating partner. This place became very popular in Milwaukee, you know, and one of the simple things that I did was I got rid of all the big names, big products. I brought everything local. All the beers, all the wines, all the food, everything was local. The coffee, local. And I also start committing to interacting with the customers, wanting to know their stories as they came in, right? Because the building itself that the coffee shop was in had a history to it as well. They shared that history that they knew, you know, and I was able to go on and share that with others. And one thing that I never did was act as if I knew something that I didn't know when I was having a conversation. One thing I didn't do when I first went into that business was think that and know or feel as if I was like the all knowing of coffee. I knew nothing about coffee at that time. You know, I worked very closely with people, got people's feedback. I learned and I was open about that with them. I don't know about this coffee. So what's the difference between a dark roast and a light roast? Oh, light roast is stronger than dark roast. I've been messed up the last umpteen years of my <laughs> life. Right. Like, so it was just you know, being able to be authentic in my approach as well as in my my ignorance. You know, my father would tell me ignorance is an option because we're all ignorant to a certain point. But stupidity, you know, ignorance isn't an option, but stupidity is right. You choose to be stupid. Right. But if you don't know, you don't know. And so if you question something now, you're no longer ignorant to it. You have a little bit of knowledge you can build off of from that. And so. I think that, you know, if you can't be true to yourself, which is being authentic within yourself, anybody that interacts with you, they're only getting a representative. They're getting a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, real. That's real. What do you, what, how do you feel, Chris, about authenticity within ownership and business ownership? It's very important because when you operate in your own business or even whatever you're doing in life, it's very much important to be yourself because if you're not yourself, sooner or later, you get tired of being fake. You get what I'm saying? But when you be yourself, you can go like that forever. You get what I'm saying? So I, I believe that it's important to, and I, I, when I first opened business, I was. I was like, oh, I got to hit this switch. I got to, and I, I, it's great you bring that up because now you make me think about it like that. When I first opened up, it was like, oh, I got to be this certain type of way or I got to be this type of, you know. But then I was just, you know what, be myself. You know what I mean? Be myself and what I want to do. And it, because guess what? We grow every day. So how can you really stay up to one? You grow every day. Your life not going to be the same every day. So why do you think you're going to keep this certain rim every day or this certain persona every day? You, you don't. It changes because life changes. You might be mad one day. You know what I mean? You're going to go in like, hi, everybody. No, 
People know when I'm at the shop, I put the headphones on. Leave me the hell alone. Like, be, I'm being real. You know, it is, it's nothing personal, but that keeps me from having hiccup, you know what I mean, altercations that don't need to be. When everybody know me, like, he got something going on today, you know. And it might not be nothing bad, but I might be frustrated about a certain contract I'm working on. It may be a certain building I'm looking at trying to open up another business. That, and so in my mind, I'm focused. I'm thinking. I'd be myself. I come in some days and I play play around the people, be myself. And I go have different functions at the shop, different events. I'm myself, man. I got to be myself. I got to be me. And it's very important for me because you know how many people in the world today want to be themselves but feel they can't? Hey, man, we talking real here today. You hear me? It's a lot of people today that want to be themselves but they can't. Because they feel they're going to be judged. They feel they're going to be this, that. Or society says, I'm supposed to do this. Y'all ain't tired of playing society says yet? And it's really, it's really between. Y'all ain't tired of playing society says yet? It's between. Come you on, now. Y'all ain't listening. Y'all not listening to this man right now, man. This is real. This is authentic, man. This is in our words. Goodness grief. Come on, be yourself someday. And that really comes down between you and God. Man, not your family, not your friends. It's you and God. When I wake up in the morning, how do I feel? And if I got a problem with it, Okay, I need you to help me correct this. And then I let it go. I just put it out there and let it go. Let's speak directly to some young black men. You're right. Let's, so, let's speak Let's speak directly let's to the go. youth. What What advice specifically? Because we've been giving out, uh, like you said, we speak in gems today. We've been speaking gems for the last 40 minutes. But I want specifics, you know, to the younger version of you right now, another aspiring young black man trying to become an entrepreneur and, and bridge the gap of all the challenges that he's been facing in life. What advice would you give to that young brother right now listening? Go ahead, money walk. Look, <laughs> money made walk. You better go. Let me I, tell you it's, something. It's I, like fire to me. I, Let's I, go with. It. I got coming up myself. My father, he didn't go to college. Before I was born, he worked for the city, and then decided something happened. He said, "I'll never work." You know, his exact words: "I'll never work for a white man next another day in my life." So my pops owned his own business. He was a mechanic, tow truck driver, right? The entire time. But all of the people he had me around, which were a lot of distinguished businessmen that trusted him, blacks, Jewish, Italian, German. One thing I heard them say was dress the way you want people to approach you. OK. And the difference between like the 1920s, 90s and even 2000. Right. Is that imagery became a thing. Right. You had to have on the flyest of things versus looking like you want it to be something, right? And everyone doesn't have to. I'm in a vest today. <laughs> like, like uh, <laughs> you know, and yeah. it's like everyone doesn't dress like this again. But this is part of how I was molded, right? But I've also stepped out the house in jeans, a nice tee and, you know, a hoodie on. And I mean, I was still approachable, right? So you have to one, you have to dress the way you want to be approached. You also have to be willing to have a conversation, which means you're willing to listen. And if you're willing to listen, that means nine times out of ten, you're willing to receive the information that you're listening at, you know, and to. And it's like, you know, as you I'm sure we've all heard in this room from our parents or our grandparents. God gave us two ears and a mouth, one mouth for a reason. You know, listen twice as hard as you speak. And so I know when I've gone back and forth in conversation with some people and I said something someone didn't appreciate or didn't like, I should say, because they had a different view, they would start to over talk me. And I would get quiet. So you got quiet because I made my point. No, 
I got quiet because once you start talking, when I was talking, that let me know you stopped listening. So why am I going to waste my breath and my time? Right. So and it was just one of those things where you have to understand the value in listening, you know, because, again, even a homeless man, a fool could even teach you a lesson. And it's like you take in what you can. My significant other, she always says this thing. She always talks about having one a PBD, which is her personal board of directors, which is usually your close inner circle. Right. And when we first had that discussion about PBDs, I was like, you have to be cautious, though, because you have to figure out who all in your personal board of directors are for you or for you for what benefits them and only for you to see your failure. Because you're going to have someone from each one of those three, you know, constituent, confidence and comrades. Okay, I mean, you want a confidant. Because confidants are going to, when you're wrong, they're going to tell you you're wrong. When you're right, they're going to support you and help you get to that next level. And your comrades are just going to do what's, what you want to get done, whether it hurts you or not. And your constituents, they'll work for you until it doesn't work for them. Okay? You have to understand. You said you know, something that they ain't here. I promise you, they ain't, they ain't hearing it. I because they're going to be running with the same circle, Better not realizing again, someone got to get Slow shit. it down. Okay? So, so, so looking at that, but then also it's like, you know, young men, especially young men out there, you know, like I came up during a time in which I was part of an organization called the Youth Leadership Academy in the 80s, 80s and 90s, right? And this is 87 that we began. And there's a handful of us that are still out here from that original core. But whenever the organization began, there was a gentleman named Father Frank Carr, which founded Inroads. Okay. And at that time, we were told that black men would be extinct by 1991. The definition of extinct of black men at that time was dead or incarcerated. Okay. And his mission was, as a white man, not to allow that to happen on his watch because he had means to make sure it didn't happen. So part of that was starting the program to actually put these young black men that came from different walks of life in front of individuals. And individuals from the military, you know, which I served as well, so it had an influence on me, to wealthy individuals that were CEOs and board directors of Bryden and Stratton and, you know, Johnson Controls. And so we were in front of these people that influenced us. And we still feel that influence to this day. And so it's like coming up during a time like that in which you knew Y'all really didn't have a chance. To live to see 21 was great. To see 25, you were considered old. Like, that's scary. That's you know? super scary. And then to know, okay, hey, 97, I graduated high school. I made it. Like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just Our national class of 97. You know, we rocked together forever, man. baby. You heard me. Class of 97, baby. You know? Man, it seemed like the research did a good job. Hey, research don't Shout lie, man. Boys, the research pulling them out and putting these y'all two I'm together. You, don't man. lie, man. I'm you. I'm but honestly, you. a black authenticity, man, and stories and experiences don't lie either, man. They, it's all very similar in its own in its own way, and that's what sometimes it's overlooked. You know, like we we have this competitive or we're like you different than I am but like how different are we for real you know like how different are we for real you know you a fool to to not want to build a relationship to me because I'm somewhere that you not you know like I want to build that relationship those those relationships should be created you know and that's something that is is big for for me within my life and like you know I see that once the conversation is started 
it starts coming out, you know, like people want to build those relationships, but sometimes it just takes a little nudging, you know, like, right, right. like get this it's done, okay. man. It's, it's okay to learn. Yeah. We but, have to tell but, each other. It's okay to learn. Yeah. But keep going, Chris. Tell me about your experience. You know, what kind of advice would you want to give to the young brother that, you know, wants to be a barber, you know, wants to own a barbershop? What kind of, I mean, that's not just specifically that, but. Let me, let me say this. I, I really want to, uh, as I talk, I want to really, you know, you said to the young, to the young man, but. You said something earlier that made me think about something, and I always like to attach things and make it personal to me in some way or form. You say, what would you tell your younger self now? That's the things you know now, what would you tell it back then, you know? And I, I, I even like to close my eyes and when I say this because I, I like to tell them right now. If I had to tell the young Chris something right now, man, I would tell them strictly right now. And I don't know how much sensory we got going on here, but I like to keep it real. I like to tell the young Chris right now, don't give a fuck about what nobody else think or say about you. Keep it moving. You know what I mean? Keep grinding because when, when, when you stop giving a care about what everybody say about you, it's the first day of your new life. You get what I'm saying? Because we live for everybody else except ourselves. Why? Why do we do that? Why do we give people that much power over our life? Why do we do that? Why do we give people that much power over our life? So I would like to tell myself, keep going. Keep grinding. I tell the young man right now, man, Keep grinding, man. Stop worrying about everybody else because everybody else ain't meant to have the same vision as you. So you can't get mad about people don't see what you see. It's not meant for them to see that. If it was, they'll be doing it already. Nine times out of ten, even if they did see it, they still ain't got the, the gonads to go ahead and make it happen. You get what I'm saying? Keep moving. Don't worry about it. Understand something that to get black exercise, you have to go get it. It ain't just going to fall on your hand because it ain't meant for you. You get what I'm saying? And when I said meant for you, I mean that a lot of things that were built in this world weren't really meant for us. So you got to go get it. Got to keep that knowledge right. Learn to network amongst other people. That's a such thing. We're talking about black history right now. Let, let's get dig, let's dig deep in this black history. I don't know how much time we got left, but let's talk about the situation that happened. There's a certain thing back in Oklahoma called the Black Wall Street years ago. Okay? The government burnt it down. Why? Because there was too much networking going on. Too many millionaires being born and raised. There's a reason the government and society don't want us to listen to people like Jay-Z, Beyonce, Rick Ross, all these other people, these millionaires, billionaires that's out in this world today. Don't listen to them. They're devil worshipers. Why are they devil worshipers? Because they didn't get it the way you said get it? Because they got it on their own and you can't take no credit for that? Is that why they devil worshipers? Is it devil worshipers? Because, you know, if I learn to listen to them, then I become another greatest statistic of being a millionaire or billionaire. I'm telling you. Talk to him. Talk to him. Slow it down. You hear me? <laughs> I'm telling you right now. We have to learn to, we have to learn the man to go get this thing, bro. It ain't coming to us. It ain't coming to us at all. At all. We got to go get it, man. Mary Mary sing a song. When I left Arkansas, I got a friend right now, man, a close friend of mine, his wife. We're like brothers and sisters. We're not even blood brothers and sisters, but you would think we were because sometimes we would argue and my, my wife and, and her husband would just sit down like, are they into it again? You know what I mean? But we would talk about it. And she got mad at me when I left for Arkansas because I, on my on my day I was leaving, I told her, go back and play Mary Mary's song called Go Get It. And to this day, she hates that song because I told her, I said, I got to go get it. You know what I mean? I can't sit here and wait for it to happen. I got to go get it. Sometimes that means relocating. We have to understand, you know, and, and this rings true in my head every day. And I just talked to my father this morning. But from the time I was a kid, he said, don't nobody owe you anything, including anything. me and your mama. Anything. Okay. <laughs> Don't nobody owe you nothing. And so what you want, you go, as Chris said, you go get it. And 
that doesn't mean you go out here and you rob nobody and none of that stuff. It means you go out here, you learn the proper way to actually do something. Yeah. Like build something that sustains, you know, has sustainability behind it. Yeah, it it's legitimate. And and that means, yeah, you, you got to uh, put your head down and read a little bit. You got to ask a lot of questions. You got to sit through maybe some seminars even or whatever the fact. And again, everything you hear and everything you read isn't 100 percent fact because it's only fact from the person that read it or wrote it. Right. Uh, and so and that's why I don't get tied up on influencers too heavy, because the way that they did it isn't going to fit into your DNA of making exactly. yourself successful exactly. because you're not going to go through and didn't go through what they've gone through. Eat you the know? fish, spit out the bowl. I mean, facts, you know? <laughs> facts, you know? <laughs> I mean, we get real lucky with the quotes <laughs> we get, man. Man, man, we, man, we can drop some quotes after this, <laughs> hey, man. Hey, 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 I ain't heard this before. That must be a next generation <laughs> stuff right there, man. The generation before I'm me, man. You, man. I ain't heard that one yet. Man. So, it's, I mean, it's solid. You know, you got to, I mean, we have to, we, we have to. I was just sharing with someone the other day. I feel that as older men, older black men that have become successful, we have an unwritten obligation to make sure that our culture and our culture of men are actually understanding and not just understanding, but executing success in the proper way so that this whole history that's been written on us can be written in a different way moving forward. Mm, change the narrative. You know, you have to change the narrative, you, change you know. I mean, because you have traumas, right? That are body traumas, mental traumas, soul Ooh, traumas. Please give me right? a second to speak on that. I mean, <laughs> you, you have you have these traumas that a lot of times our parents, even even some of our siblings, mm. probably never want to speak on. Mm. You know, mm. because either one, they don't know how to speak on mm. it. Two, they're afraid to speak on it. Three, they're just not equipped to speak on it. You know, but if you give me a topic, I'll go find you the information. You know, I'm naturally, I'm a data miner. That's what I do, right? (laughs) I mean, so I'm going to go and research and find it, and I'm going to pull the falsities out of it, you know, and try to validate the truths and then bring that to the table. But we need to start doing that in order for any young person, our young black men especially, to become, you know, successful and confident in moving forward and become an entrepreneur wanting to actually do more. Let me tap in on what he just said. We're talking about the trauma. We're talking about entrepreneurship. We're talking about growth today. So we're talking about these things. Let's talk on the traumas. A lot of us have traumas that we deal with in our day-to-day life that has happened years ago. Either, either you know, coming from either as a youth, somebody, you know, in, in your younger days, or even something happened, whatever, in business or whatever. But one thing I've learned about life that's made me, I will say, different from a lot of people. I've learned not to stress about it, meaning it, it's either going to deal with that thing or you're going to keep it moving because another gym is going to drop on you. Get ready. You can't play victim to a situation you're creating. You have to deal with that thing. You can't jump over it, sweep it under the rug, because sooner or later, you got to pick the rug up. So you can't play victim to it. Deal with it. Find out what it is because everybody got that. We, we all got some issues going on in our life, but we got to find out what the base of that issue is because it's a domino effect. We don't think it is sometimes, but it is a domino effect. That's like wealth. It's a domino effect. Once you open your first business and it begin, you know, it, it start getting successful and, and you start doing different things, it's a domino effect. Cause now you're hot. Your word's going around. You're getting viral now. You get what I'm saying? But then if you don't deal with these things, you become self-destructive. And Chris, to your point, just to interject, I think it's also important for you to understand with business or even in your personal life, now allow, now not to allow other people's traumas that oh, they speak to you. Go. To become your there we go. We put all this way. on our shoulders. Right. 
Like because put all this on our shoulders. That was theirs. <laughs> just because it was, just because it is, yeah, doesn't yeah, mean yeah, that it yeah. is yours. Yeah. So and that I mean again, so many people told me you'll never be a successful black uh, consultant. You'll never be able to go around and do it's this and do that. Look, <laughs> look, you tell me I can't, I won't. Ten times over, I'm going to show you how I did, fuel. and it is. Right? Thank you for filling up the gas I tank. <laughs> I tell them all the time, you want me to stop? Stop giving me gas. I run out of gas sooner or later, but every time you say something or you tell me I can't, my wheel won't stop. Let me uh, let me let me chime in real quick and ask us ask y'all something quick, you know, real quick answer for y'all. Um, if you were to change something, change something from the beginning, if you were able to go back again and change something, would you? Something that yes or no or something real quick. Would you change something or would you continue with the the journey and the experience that you've had so far, or would you go back and make an improvement somewhere? The only thing I would say to that is I would I would be more patient with myself. Agree, hundred percent agree, hundred percent agree. I wouldn't be so down on myself. You know what I mean? We we put ourselves through a lot of things by being so hard on ourselves. It's okay to be your biggest critic, but sometimes we take it to another level, become overthinking. You know, we become overthinkers and we just hold ourselves down. Stay out your head. Yeah. People do that too much. Yeah. They they internalize too much. Stay out your head. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> so I want to give space for, um, you know, we is coming to the end here. I want to give space well, to let that y'all. Time that's what I don't know. Is there something y'all feel like yeah, we missed? Yeah. Did we miss something? Or did, is, is there something y'all, y'all want to say before we get to the, before we close out? Is there something y'all want to, some closing remarks or anything like that? And then once you're done, you know, tell the, the viewers and the audience where they can find you on social media and how they can get in, um, in contact with y'all. You know, we got, we got some real, real prominent entrepreneurs and business owners in the room today and I know this is something that you know other people are going to be looking to connect y'all with so where can they find y'all where can, how can they find y'all first of all again like I said salute to uh, in our own words for having me here I enjoyed myself look forward to doing this more often uh, this is real dope uh, I would just say man keep going man keep grinding Rajon. keep doing your thing we need more people out here like you uh, it's good to be able to connect and, and exchange ideas Amongst brethren, and 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 I think that's that's very important for us to understand that we can learn from my brother. No matter if you've known him for thirty minutes or thirty years, you still can learn from your brother. You get what I'm saying? So I just appreciate that. I appreciate you know being able to meet brother Walter here and and hearing the knowledge that he has, and I definitely take some back with me uh, from what he said to even help me grow day by day. You know, and and again, you know, you want to look out for me. My name is. Chris Kimbrough, a.k.a. Big Wall Street, baby, owner of Stars Barber and Beauty of Green Bay. We have three locations, uh, three brick-and-mortar locations, 755 Mike McCarthy Way. We have 739 Diane Street, and we have our newest location, baby. We at the University of Wisconsin, Green Bay, baby. We're in the University Union. The first, let's make it plain, the first barber. Not only just black, but the first barber ever to put a barbershop inside of a college in the state of Wisconsin. We on to big things. We make a big history. We have other contracts we're doing with St. Norbert. We have another one that I haven't announced yet. I'm not going to announce it yet. But we have another one that we're doing. We have another one that we're doing. And we're, we're making progress on other things. I'm, I'm getting too excited. Let me calm down. Uh, this cord right here, I know I'm a little heavy, but uh, you know, heavyweight, you know. But, yeah, on Facebook, Chris Kimbrough. Uh, Instagram, Black Mamba of Cuts. Let's ring it up, man. Let, let's 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 turn this new year up, man. Definitely, definitely. Um, a few, just a few words. Uh, again, anybody out there that's actually inspiring to do more, be more, have more, do it. 
do it. Like, that's the only, like, advice I can give somebody that I think is the best advice, you know. What you got to lose? What you got to lose. So stop talking about it. Take the step. Execute, you know. I mean, thoughts without activity are nothing. <laughs> like, seriously. So execute on it. With me, I'm going to keep it simple. Y'all can find me on LinkedIn. You know, I mean, that's the easiest way I do so much. I'm always traveling. So, but I always check my LinkedIn because it's where the businesses and business folks network at. If you're up and coming again, reach out to me, Walter Matthews on LinkedIn. You know, my Instagram, you can uh, find and follow Walter Speaks. You know, I mean, you may find some funny stuff on there too. I mean, I'm always dropping just random things on there, but uh, um, stay focused, y'all. I mean, get out here. And again, if you envision it, make it happen because it it's already there. It, it's literally it's already there, you know. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's nobody else is going to do it but you, you know. And so and John, as always, brother, it's always a pleasure. You know, like Salute. we got to do this again. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Man, the energy in this room was just it was just crazy. And let's just kind of go back to some things we talked about. You know, we talked about business growth. We talked about sustainability. We talked about networking, setting boundaries, you know, allyship. We talked about, uh, you know, just certain people in your social circle and how important that is in a, in a positive and negative way. And uh, I think it's important to just kind of reflect that, you know, your social circle also includes your family. You know, you got to You got to set boundaries for certain people who not on the same you know, wavelength is you, you know, like it's, it's not you trying to be, you know, different or make you seem like you better than that person. And I'm just kind of reflecting from what y'all saying right, is right, like, right, it's right. not like you better than that person. You just, you know, you trying to motivation. improve yourself, motivating for real. You're on a mission, motivation, that's personal identity, that's yeah. celebration of life. You know, and a lot of times, you know, what I heard from y'all is you, you telling it like it is. And it's going to be a brother out there, a young brother out there that's going, man, he going to take something from this. They need not, that, man. not just you something. Be blunt. Yeah, they need that, but not just something. This whole podcast was real. Ooh, some fire, yeah. man. Man, I can't wait to <laughs> sit down and listen to this again. It's pressure. But yeah, man, it was a pleasure to sit here as a young brother myself and a young entrepreneur to sit and learn and to listen and to just be inspired by some of the words that y'all said. And again, like it was just some quotes I've never heard for myself. And I'm just like, man, I need to go and write that down. Good thing I got this computer in front of me. And man, a good thing I've already, down, I write down everything, you know, you know, and it's going it to come you. back and it's going, yeah. it's going, it's going to make an impact at where it needs to make the impact, you know? So again, it's, it's, it was a pleasure to sit here and listen to y'all speak today. I just want to make sure y'all feel that and hear me say it from coming from my words. Uh, you know, it, it was some of you had to drive here and again, you had to, you know, meet someone you didn't meet, but just, it just shows the, the power. It just shows the power the black community has, these black entrepreneurs have to, with the ability to grow. This you know, had to happen. Like stronger this had together. To happen. Stronger together. Stronger together. together, man. I heard generational wealth. Oh, yeah. I heard, I heard residual yeah. income. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, you, you have to have it. You have to you have, have it. You have to have it. Like, it's, it's not an option. There's it's a mandatory, reason. baby. You know, there's a reason the Rockefellers are still talked about. There's a reason Andrew Carnegie is still spoken of. There's a reason people are talking about Elon Musk right now, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates. And uh, there needs to be more black names. You know what I'm saying? And I have nothing against those cats. I actually study them exactly. right, right now. Learn from one of the cats I'm studying real deep is Dan Pena. A lot right. of people, you know, aren't paying attention to him, but he's an old tycoon. He's, he's a cool cat. But there needs to be more, needs to be more black names. 
and on you, that yeah, list. Yeah, and you say black names, and I'm I'm huge on the black names, but I, I'm big on just what we did today. You know, I put I put black we put black names on this podcast, but we put a face to that black name too. You know, it's important for people to actually see replicas of them and people who look like you doing the work. Representation, Representation is, important. is important. So now we have black words, but again, when you go and look at that promo and go check that promo out, you got y'all faces on there. You know, black kings. You know, and there's, there's a lot of kids out here that need to see that and not just hear it they need to see it you know so it's, it's big important but as we go into it it's important you know as we enter black history month it's important that we honor and highlight the black trailblazers who've paved the way for this conversation this space and this community for us to be free of restriction and limitation as a community and country we are black entrepreneurs of wisconsin and our voices and experiences matter we are essential to the economic growth and development of this state it is an honor to share a space with such prominent entrepreneurs and um, and learn more holistic holistically about you. Uh, it is important that we continue to um, be in role models for our youth and community members. Uh, as a lot of the times we look for support um, outside of everything, and you know most of the time the support that we need is right here. It's right in our face. It's, it's in our face. It's, it's right, right here. Face. We just don't utilize. We just don't utilize it. it you know, and um, and sharing our stories to inspire others and many. Um, you know, providing physical proof that it is possible. No matter who you are, where you're from, Chris, I heard you say it multiple times since we've been here. Don't stop. Don't stop. Keep Can't stop. going. Keep going, yeah. man. Keep I can't yeah. stop, man. Going. Yeah. Can't stop. Man. Yes. I get depressed when I stop, man. Mm. And don't be afraid to share your story. Because mm. that story yeah. is what brings cre- big, uh, connectivity. Yeah. Like, yes. if people don't know who you are, they don't know what you need. You know? Like, Sometimes knowing where you're from. Know who you are, how can they connect? How can exactly. they connect? They don't know, if they don't know what you're doing, you're not exactly. posting about it and marketing right. yourself, how can people support right. you? Right. right. Yeah. Man, yeah. this is this was just a pleasure again to be here in this space with y'all, man. And I can't wait to be able to get this content out to the it's world. Hot, it's hot. We're looking forward to Again, that. this is real. <laughs> this is authentic. Fresh off the skillet. <laughs> <laughs> this is real. This is authentic. This is In Our Words Podcast. Black Entrepreneur Speak Podcast. We out.